KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. You might not think of Twitter as a place where scientists congregate. Yes, Akron, that is exactly what I thought when a classmate told me it might be a useful site to join. But then I was, like, really amazed at how many uh, niches there were for specific types of science. Like, I use it to find academic papers that I should read and ask questions about methods very specifically for, you know, fruit fly neuroscience. Sure. I mean, I don't think everyone uses Twitter for that purpose. I'm here for the laughs and giggles and random memes. But there's also another big benefit, especially for people from underrepresented communities like myself. You can find your people, you can build communities, you can make connections, find mentors, etc. And there's been a, a movement lately of black scientists organizing on social media to share their experiences and celebrate their science. Today's Rad Scientist, actually, ecologist Kaylee Arnold was part of that movement at the early stages. I follow her on Twitter, and I remember seeing her post with the hashtag Black in Nature, where she posted a picture of herself in the water, in a boat, and on land wielding a shovel. Here she is explaining why this hashtag was so important to her. <laughs> you may not know, <laughs> if you turn on the TV, you would never see all the black people that enjoy the outdoors. We love nature, we're both outside in nature, we work in nature. It's not just a space only reserved for white people. On this episode, you'll hear from Kaylee about her work outside, doing research and doing advocacy. Don't touch that dial because this is Rad Scientist. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. Kaylee Arnold, now a PhD student at the University of Georgia, grew up right outside Camp Pendleton. I'm the Southern Californian girl. She says that growing up around so many diverse habitats, the ocean, the desert, the mountains, got her interested in studying biology, which she did at the University of Redlands just east of LA. But when she got back home, she wasn't quite sure what to do next. I was trying to decide what I want to do. If I want to go to grad school, sort of figure out my life. I was like a fresh 22-year-old out of college. So she volunteered at the San Diego Zoo. It's here that she learned about the field of wildlife disease science. After a one-year master's program at Tulane, she decided to dig deeper by pursuing a doctorate. So that's my little story, how I went from San Diego County all the way out to Georgia. <laughs> While Kaylee's school is in Georgia, she does a critical part of her research in Panama, where she stays in Panama City. It was a cool mix of like, you know, like a city I'm used to, uh, but then like surrounded by like tropical animals around. Like I would see like sloths like outside of my apartment and like monkeys like coming through, palm trees everywhere. And those palm trees are where her research subjects live, way up in the crowns. 
We had a big ladder um, and then one of us would climb up, kind of like hack at the palm tree and to try to like pull away the fronds and like the leaves. There was only one small problem with this scenario. I'm afraid of heights. I only did it like a few times. I kind of like let my lab mate do it a little more. Okay, so mostly Kaylee's research partner used the ladder. And once they pulled away the fronds, they'd set a trap. Nothing too fancy. It's just the T end of a PVC pipe. And they would cut holes in the pipe so that their tiny, squeaky bait, a mouse, could breathe. On the outside of the pipe, they put double stick tape. The CO2 and other mousy odors waft out of the traps like pie on a windowsill. So who are these blood-sucking creatures that will follow the scent trail? The creatures that Kelly flies to Panama, climbs up a tree to retrieve against her own body's pleas. They're called kissing bugs. Oh, that sounds nice. They actually get their name because they tend to bite kind of near people's like mouths or eyes. Oh. Typically, people would get bit while they're sleeping. Okay, um, probably won't get worse, right? They'll feed on this mammal. The human. They will uh, defecate, so poop on uh, the mammal. Um, didn't expect that. A parasite is found in the feces. Okay, well, I'm starting to love these bugs more and more. There's kind of like a little open wound from them feeding, and then what typically happens is that maybe someone will scratch or the animal will scratch, and then they will get the feces into their bloodstream, and then they become infected. This parasite that is passed from mammal to kissing bug to mammal causes what is known as Chagas disease. It's a neglected tropical disease, and it mostly affects people in Central and South America. And it's a really strange parasite because it can live in the body for years without someone knowing. It, it usually manifests like 20 to 30 years after infection, and it can cause severe heart disease. And as Kaylee said, the parasite lives in the guts of these unassuming brown kissing bugs. But it's something else that lives in kissing bug guts that interests Kaylee. Bacteria. Just like humans, insects have a microbiome. A combination of three, four, you know, tens of thousands, millions of bacteria all kind of like working together. And there can be many different species of bacteria living in guts. Sometimes the diversity itself, the number of different kinds of species, can impact an organism like the kissing bug. A more diverse gut typically means that the individual's healthier and then may be less susceptible to parasites coming in and invading them. So if microbiome diversity is a key component of the kissing bug's ability to harbor and transmit the parasite, understanding conditions that might contribute to this diversity will be very important. I'm looking to understand if deforestation or any other variables associated with deforestation uh, has an impact on this diversity of the gut bacteria. This question takes Kaylee to different regions in Panama, some that are pristine forest and others that only have a few trees, places where trees have been felled for agriculture or urbanization. And here's what she found. Our kissing bugs that we collected in our forested areas um, have a greater overall like gut bacteria diversity versus in the pasture areas, I am finding that 
the overall gut bacteria diversity is lower. This made sense to Kaylee because the kissing bugs in the more forested areas have a wider range of animals to feed off of, which could increase the species of bacteria they ingest. Kissing bugs in more forested areas also seem to be infected less with the parasite. So it can be difficult to prove causality between all of these links. Sometimes all we know is that they go together and then we weave together the most likely scenario until we can test causality by changing just one factor in the equation and seeing what happens. As scientists like to say, further research is needed. But this has been difficult recently, you know, because of COVID. Kaylee actually had to cancel a trip to Panama to study kissing bugs in the lab to test some of those ideas. Instead, she's had to continue her thesis without that data. So I'm kind of in the process of adjusting one of my dissertation chapters to uh, basically just like compensate for the fact that I'm not going to have this experimental data. Ecologists like Kaylee, botanists, animal behaviorists, all sorts of scientists, conduct research outdoors, in the field as it's called. And that's been tough for some because of COVID derailing their research. But doing outdoor work, especially in the States, has always been a challenge for Black scientists. Academia is not necessarily safe space for Black people. Um, you know, the outdoors <laughs> is like not always a safe space for Black people. And we need to talk about it so that we can change it. I personally think we need to be having these conversations. I think until something is caught on video, it's hard for white people to imagine and recognize the threat that black people face when in the outdoors. But it's hard to deny when videos surface like the one that Birder Chris Cooper took. This video captured his interaction with the white woman who threatened to call the cops on him and say an African-American is threatening her after he asked her to put a leash on her dog. In a park where dogs are required to be leashed to protect wildlife, I think what was so disturbing about the video was her acknowledging and then weaponizing police brutality against Black people. Exactly. So this was the event that led Kaylee and other Black scientists, a part of a group called Black AF in STEM, got a nice ring to it, to come together and start a movement to amplify Black voices in STEM and reclaim the outdoors for Black folks. That story, after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu. Fans of Rad Scientists might also love Story Collider. Story Collider is a weekly podcast centered around true personal stories about science. Every episode features two storytellers, whether they're scientists or doctors, comedians or journalists, sharing stories about how science has affected their lives in some way. I've had my story featured on Story Collider before. It was actually voted a fan favorite in their 10-year anniversary poll this year. Not so humble brag. Um, but some stories that might resonate with our listeners include computational biologist Brandon Ogbunus, in which an interaction with police leads him to reflect on his academic lineage. Or the story of sociologist Rashawn Ray, in which the death of Philando Castile changes the trajectory of his academic career. You can find out more at storycollider.org, or you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
After the recent spate of police brutality against Black people, Kaylee reflected on her career path. I, I, I do think about this a lot of what is even my purpose? Like what, you know, I can't protect my future kids with a PhD. That's not going to do anything. Um, is this something that I like can feel good about continuing on? It's really hard to sit down and think about a dissertation when there's so like many like bigger things happening in the world. That uncertainty is compounded by being part of a program, a field, that doesn't always value or affirm her worth, reinforcing the idea that she's there to meet quotas. That somehow white people, you know, earn everything they get, but then any person of color, it's like some, you know, like a favor done or just for like optics and that like, you know, I've also like earned my way in here and it's really just feeling like that token black person um, that everyone can write on their grants and say like, look, uh, we brought in black and brown people. Uh. <laughs> She's one of only a few black scientists in her program. Not many people to commiserate with about the umpteenth committee on equity and inclusion that she was asked to take part in. And that's why Kaylee was drawn to that group of Black scientists online that go by Black AF in STEM. It was just like a space for Black scientists where they can both talk about like, you know, quote unquote nerdy things or science things. And um, but then also have a community where we can air grievances that we faced on a regular basis or just talk about Black music or like Black hair and not have to explain ourselves. But then the group took on a different role after the video with Chris Cooper came out. Many, many of the members um, are bird watchers themselves. And so we all just kind of in the group were talking about like challenges of just being a black person in nature, you know, like make sure I'm not wearing a hood, make sure you can see my hands, make sure I'm, you know, wearing tighter clothes so that they can't, you know, assume I'm, I have anything under my jacket. These common experiences drove the group to come up with an idea, a way to not only share their experiences, but lift up the voices of black birders. You know, we should, we should have a day dedicated to black bird watchers. No, we should have a week. Black Birders Week was a completely virtual experience, and each day had an event or theme. Day one, Black nature lovers were encouraged to post pictures of themselves outdoors with the Black in Nature hashtag. That's when Kaylee posted pictures of herself doing research outside. Other days included Q&As and panels with prominent Black birders, talking about not only their experiences outside with racism, but also just their love of what they do. And that's been one thing about like the Black Birders Week that like kind of just like within all the pain that we were all feeling and we were just like, we find joy in nature. Let's talk about it. Like, that's going to, like, be our strength. The campaign was a huge success, and it inspired a series of other weeks that have been happening ever since. Black in Neuro, Black Mammologists, Black in Astro, Black in Chem, Black in Botany, Black in Geoscience. Those are just a few. And even though Kaylee isn't an avid birder herself, 
she was inspired by the week to start a fundraiser called Binoculars for Young Blackbirders. It raised over $18,000 in just a few weeks, and with that money, they're going to give binoculars and birding field guides to K-12 students in her county school district. This year and this online movement has solidified Kaylee's drive to continue in science and continue as an educator and advocate to ensure that the next generation of black scientists can thrive. We're still fighting and, you know, we'll still be fighting forever, you know, because we're still certainly nowhere close to being, um, you know, like a just <laughs> place. But, you know, like you, you still have to like kind of like keep pushing forward and like find joy when you can find the light just so that you know you can keep moving if you want to check out this week's black in hashtags you can check out hashtag black in micro to learn about black biologists studying tiny things and hashtag black in STEM ed about black science educators. Okay, now it's time for here's some words you need to know today with Ikran Ibrahim. Today's words are imposter syndrome, which describes a feeling like you don't belong, that someone might find out that you aren't supposed to be where you are, that you are a fraud, or didn't deserve your position even when outside indicators suggest otherwise. Imposter syndrome is often experienced in academic spaces where it is most prevalent in women and underrepresented minorities and can cause mental distress. Rad Scientist is produced and written by me, Margot Wall. The assistant producer is Ikran Ibrahim, and Elisa Barba is the editor. Our theme guitar riff is by Grant Fisher, logo by Kyle Fisher, no relation. At KPBS, Emily Jankowski is technical director, Kinsey Moreland is podcast coordinator, Lisa Jane Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is director of programming. Additional music for this episode was by Blue Dot Sessions, Chris Zabriskie, Frequency Decree, Ketza, Mock, Poddington Bear, and Trifem. This show is made possible in part by the KPBS Explore Local Content Fund. On the next episode of Rad Scientist, you'll meet Dr. Chandler Purity, an ecologist, among other things. I am a classically trained field ecologist, a houseplant and garden enthusiast, a civil rights and science activist, as well as an artist and a psychic medium. <laughs> I'm equally attached to all of those things. Don't miss that episode coming in two weeks. Stay rad. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu.